Hello everyone, Robbie here. I'm excited to announce my eighth novel, Death Rattle, is now available for pre-order. Here's a brief description. The newest residents of Fleet, Texas are out for blood. The town of Fleet, Texas is dying, and longtime resident Ebner Graves can only watch. Ebner grew up in Fleet, fought for it in Vietnam, grew old there, and now it's drying up. Until the addition of Sunny Meadows, a planned community on the city's outskirts. Built by foreign investor Oscar Fuchs, it's bringing wealth back into the area, and Fuchs wants more. He's buying up property all over town and making generous offers with old money. But Ebner's not buying it. Fuchs isn't what he seems. And Ebner won't see his town become something he hates. And then townsfolk start dying. Everyone who stood in the way of Fuchs all ripped apart in gruesome murder. Suspicious, Ebner sneaks into Sunny Meadows and finds the source of the killings. Vampires. Sunny Meadows is their den and Fuchs their master. Now Ebner must stop him before Fleet is bled dry. Death Rattle is available for pre-order now and releases on July 26th. It's The Lost Boys meets Walking Tall and the best thing I've written yet. I would love for you to pre-order it via the links in the show notes. Thank you and on to the show. Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One spring of drowned panda. One spring of drowned girl. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric C. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You hope for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's episode 291. I'm tired. Shouldn't have drank all that boocha water. Boocha. Get that boocha. Mm-hmm. Boocha. Boocha. Just wanted to get that on the air, didn't you? I mean, I did. It's 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 a very good pun. It makes me look sophisticated. <laughs> Does it? Because I'm drinking kombucha and talking about <laughs> lucha libre. I'm very smart. Very smart man. I'm very well rounded. I'm a renaissance man. We're going to talk about Ronma one half in your book club. Mm-hmm. You cut me off. I was going to say I listen to jazz on vinyl. Very sorry. I'm so sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Gentleman. (laughs) Yes, forgive me. Mr. Gentleman was my father. You can call me Dr. Gentleman. Dr. Gentleman. That's a pretty good name, Dr. Gentleman. I'll have to keep that in my back pocket. Uh, I think Mr. Gentleman wasn't an anime. That makes, that sounds like it should be. Uh, Mr. Gentleman. We're going to be talking about Rama One Half in Herbo Book Club. Mm Some more manga, some old manga that Eric grew up on, uh, and I'm a, he makes me read that, and I'm gonna make him read nerdy comic books about role playing games. That's how we. That's oh no! How... Stop! Don't. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> that's later on. Before that, we have comic books that came out much more recently to talk about. It's time for our first segment. It's time for floppies for nightly. 
Holidays Fortnightly is the part of the show where Eric and I review a selection of this past couple of weeks' books and tell you to buy or do not buy them. There is a mush meter. It goes from one to five, depending on how mushy we are about our feelings. Our first book of the week is Gamma Flight, number one, written by Al Ewing and Crystal Frazier, Art Land Medina, colors Antonio Fabella, letters and design by Joe Sabino. Gamma Gamma monsters <laughs> fight things. Team yeah. Gamma Monster. Yes, that's what's happening. That's what this is. That's as simple. Very simple. This is this 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 was definitely they came up with Gamma Flight and worked backwards. Yeah. My God, Rick. The I have not. I'm not cut up on Immortal Hulk, but the Rick Jones Del Fry combo meal. Who boy? Is that is that what that is? Yep. That's this, the, this horrifying monster with the 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 guy's head growing out of a monster dick. Yeah, that's that's Rick Jones and the and Del Fry and I believe Del Fry is that uh, kid who got irradiated and died in Immortal Hulk. He's he's really let himself go since he recorded Super Freak. He's super freaky. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Puck, you got absorbing me. That's a different guy. Yeah, no, Titania. We got Doc Sasquatch. See, I'm, I'm a, like Doc Sasquatch. What happened to you? What happened, Doc? You're, you're a different monster now. I don't know what happened to you, mm-hmm. but I'm not necessarily against it. Uh, he looked like Jeff Goldblum before. Yeah, now, oh boy, mm-hmm. worse for wear, Doc. Um, it's not, not great. No. Uh, but that's what this book is. It's a bunch of misfits, like, mm-hmm. like sort of working together and sort of just like trying to survive in their weird monster lives. And, you know, for what it's worth, it it's kind of comic booky in that like 90s comic booky way. You know what I'm saying? Like it has both of those things just slammed together. I don't even know. It's just something about the tone of it. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just extra rhetorical and everyone says, describes everything. And I I don't know. It's just that certain level of corniness that it has. Yeah, I wonder, I like, some of that is me just wondering, like, is that to try and get people up to speed if you're just jumping yeah. into this book? Like, yeah. How the hell are you going to describe this? Like to, like a certain number of these people reading this have read Immortal Hulk and are familiar enough with mm-hmm. what's happening. But if you just pick up this book, you're going to be like, wait a minute, what? Why? Why is why absorb like why is the absorbing man now be able to absorb the concepts of things? <laughs> <laughs> He's like he absorb. What's the what's the concept? Oh, it's a war machine. I am now war machine. I'm like okay. All right, absorbing man. Let's just go crazy. <laughs> Why is Rick Jones a like a weird flesh tube connected to a ra- irradiated skeleton? Like <laughs> it's a it's a monster dick. Okay, calm down. That's the the monster dick is attached to Doc Sasquatch. <laughs> We're uh oh of course. I mean, th- why not both? I mean, this is there's a there's I'm there there's certain a we've we have a, we've touched on monster fucking a lot lately. In our I mean, discussions. it's in the zeitgeist, my friend. It really is. Um, I like this. It is. I think you're right. It is a little '90s comic book esque feeling yes. to it. It yes. doesn't really bother me in this book. Uh, I think some of it is just like I'm charmed by the weirdo misfit feeling about it. Like, 
you know, mm. good feelings I have about like, you know, absorbing man from a, from the black book, black bolt book and my feelings about da- Doc Samson over the years. And how, who doesn't like puck? Come on. Puck's um, pretty good. Puck's always great. Do you know, do you know what this kind of is, is it's kind of the arrested development of superhero teams. Has anyone on this team even seen a chicken? Bees? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that should probably tell you what you need to know about this. Um, there there kind of always was like an ugliness and an uncomfortableness that I think you had to make peace with to enjoy Arrested Development. And that's a vibe I get from this. Like, it's full of just a bunch of kind of yucky characters and weird concepts and things that I think will make you kind of uncomfortable. Like, there's there's no Spider-Man here to make you be like, oh, okay, no. I know what's going on. That's, I, that, like, that's Puck. <laughs> Honestly, like, it's, yeah. that's, that's the closest yes. you get is yes. him. And he's, and he's the normal guy. <laughs> Yeah, and and everyone is like, why did Tyrion Lannister shave his head? He sure is ripped. He is he is ripped. Puck is shredded. Yeah, uh, I'm a buy on this. Easy, easy peasy for me. I wasn't so wild about it, but kind of looking back on it and just the fucking weirdness and like you've buoyed my spirits on it. I think I'll I'll will go by. I'll go two on the uh, on the old mushy poo meter. Okay, all right. Um. I who the fuck is this? Who is this weird fucking guy? Which is this one? guy from Planet Hulk? Which one? Scar fingers on his heads. Yes, yeah. the Scar is Hulk's son from Planet Hulk. He's gross looking. I, I there's like he's got fingers on his. Head I've and it's well, I've completely lost track of Scar. Whatever happened? Like I read, I read Planet Hulk, and I read the Scar stuff right after Planet Hulk, and then I have no idea what happened to him afterwards. So, Shit, we did it for the podcast. I can't remember anything about that garbage. Well, he wasn't in Planet Hulk. It was more like yeah, it was like right after Planet Hulk. They're like, oh, let's have Scar, and you're like, okay, he was in space for a while. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, don't know. Now he's a villain. So. Okay, there you go. Uh, double buy. Well, he's Gamma. got a real. He's got a real gross head. Yeah, Sorry, he's, he's got a gross head. Double buy Gamma Flight number one with mush meter of two uh, or one if you want to average. Um, That's how you divide things. Yeah. Uh, next book is Planet Sized <laughs> Planet Size X Men number one, written by Jerry Duggan, art Pepe Larraz, colors Marte Gracia, letters Clayton Cowles. Not. Uh, I didn't realize it. Uh, but that name is in very intentional. Planet size X Men, of course. They're building up. They're making a planet. They that's that's what this book is. They're just like, hey, Planet X Men. Mars is now the mutant planet. Yes, I I am a sucker for uh, you. You want to you want to take your weird fantasy and mix some fucking like outlandish hard sci-fi in there and have magneto terraforming a planet and putting iron inside the molten core of of mars and i fucking love this shit are you kidding well there's the one god there was there is one of the araka mutants bleeds an ocean (laughs) and dalton castle gives birth to a space station (laughs) Now that you said that, I'm just gonna 
I'm gonna like. I'm just like, oh, it's Dalton. I guess that's Dalton Castle from now on. <laughs> he absolutely Dalton Castle. I don't know who the fuck he is. Oh, that's so uh, that's, I. That's I one my of the... brain just thinks that people are wrestlers now. No. <laughs> I, I I at our at our event on Saturday, I I met an artist in our area, and. We started talking. He knew about wrestling. So I'm like, I when I saw you the first time, I'm like, my brain said, this guy is Carl Anderson because he kind of looks like Carl Anderson. This is who I am now. I'm sorry. Talk about X-Men. Go. Machine Gun. That's a uh, Machine Gun, Gun yes. Carl Anderson. That is uh, this Jamie uh, Braddock. That is the brother oh, okay. of uh, yes. Captain Britain, who is crazy, you know. The king of other world or, or something. Yeah. Um, the Fae X Men. Yes. Thing. <laughs> the, the there there is the the Fae division of the X Men. He's the, the, the Fae men. The Fae men. Um, but yeah, now now the uh Araka Araka planet island is now just on Mars, and they just. He just birthed a whole satellite that just hangs out mm -hmm. up there. I'm like, maybe you should use him more often for like, you just don't, don't need to build anything ever again. You just have a couple of psychics mess with his head for a second. And then he just makes a, a whole space station. You think it would really take it out of you to do that? I mean, you get it when you're mutant healers and they fix everything. Easy. That's, I guess that's, that's what the X-Men is now. It's uh it's, it's perpetual motion machines wall to wall. In this house, we obey the laws of thermo thermo thermodynamics. Um, this art is Fuck beautiful. That. Fuck that, Homer. Pepe Larraz is uh, great. This art is really great. Um, this book is really beautiful. Uh, it really is that combination of like, no, mutants are, we just, it's like, you know, this X-Men, yeah, they're going to have, they just terraformed a planet. You're like, oh, okay. And like, I think I have my only reticence is like, oh, wait, like, are we, how far are we going to go with this? And I guess as far as they want is the answer. Like, how much can a mutants do? Like, oh, they're terraforming. Like, couldn't they just like, and I'm like, wouldn't they just be able to cure every disease? I'm like, oh, they already did that. They're the they're flowers cure everything. Yeah. So then, well, yeah, 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 they can. I mean, but, I think at its heart, comic books certainly when you look back at old Marvel stuff, it should be stories about big, crazy, fun ideas. You know? Yes. That's that's what it should be. This is great. This this gets me hype. It's awesome. It looks amazing. I I could not I could not endorse I could not endorse this more. This is really fun. It's super good. Yeah, and I think ultimately that is what is like it wins me over. I'm like I would rather 100% of the time have a comic book do this, have this big crazy idea combined with, you know, my superheroes and then, you know, settle for another normal ass superhero story. I'd rather them go crazy. It's like when you read Immortal Hulk and there's the Hulk's giving a rainmaker to a planet. You're like, mm -hmm. I want, that's what I want. Yeah, go crazy and reel it back if you need to at the, at the end of the day. Double by Planet Size X Men number one. Uh, last, our last Marvel book is Heroes Return number one uh, by Jason, written by Jason Aaron, pencils Ed McGinnis, inks Mark Morales, colors Matthew Wilson, letters Corey Pettit. Um, we read the first issue of Heroes Reborn, and my God, they've just been hammering those books week in, week out. And this is the 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 
Even though it's not technically Heroes Reborn comic, it is the last issue of the Heroes Reborn saga. Even though it's called Heroes Return number one. <sighs> I guess number ones just don't mean anything anymore. <laughs> no, no it doesn't. Every issue will be number one. We'll never know what order anything comes out in. No, um, but this is us getting a conclusion to this. It's really funny to me that we have not read any of these issues in between. Uh, but I don't feel like I've missed much. <laughs> like, I feel like this I is... I know, I... It really does feel like it, it... This this could be the next thing. We've let read none of it, and I I completely agree. You're Nothing's just, happened. You're just like, oh, it's... The Avengers are back together, uh, and they're fighting the, the fake Avengers, and there's a baby star brand with them. That's, I think that's the only thing I'm like, wait a minute. Why is there a... <laughs> Why is there a, a little baby star brand that's cursing? Doesn't like being called a baby star brand? I don't know. I don't know. Um, what do you do you, do you think that basically makes this I don't know, disposable? I don't know. I guess it is. I can I can look the other way from this, but I will say I had a good time reading this. I don't know what that means necessarily. I think you could ignore it. Um, I like the reveal at the end. I I like the action. It's big and over the top and stupid. It is. Um, it doesn't take itself that seriously. I guess the characters seem like they're taking it seriously, but the tone is kind of just right that I it it's all it's tongue in cheek and superheroy and bombastic and just the kind of right way that I want it. Um. I mean, I really did have a good time reading this, so it's hard for me to kind of pin down where I'm at on it. Great. What's Thanks, wrong? Windows. Well, I love noises. You love, I love noises, too. They're the best. Yeah. I've already bitched enough about Windows. There, Yeah, I, I, I think that it's a strange thing where I think, yeah, this issue's enjoyable um, because it literally is just, hey, watch Ed McGinnis draw a lot of fun yeah. fights. Mm -hmm. and that that's what this is with like a dumb reveal a big dumb reveal at the end oh it's great are you kidding um it's great the devil did it all the devils all the devils every devil um, yes give me all the devils uh beard bearded uh bearded captain america what's not to love on a, on a flying motorcycle yep uh we i we're seeing maya lopez as the phoenix for the first time which I I think I think in this it's fine. I just have I am I guess against this retcon of what the Phoenix Force is. Uh, I like my Phoenix Force as a giant genocidal destructive space entity. I don't want it to be friendly. Give me that. Give me that crap. I don't want it to be nice. Um, it's a it's a, a face turn for the Phoenix Force. I know it's bit, but it, I mean it's happened. But it, this is not new. It's just when you're presented with it, you're like, I don't. Um, I I think that makes I think I'm I'm a mushy mushy buy. I'm like a four. I think. You know, I think I'll give it a two. Okay, because I really did have a good time. I mean, it's fun. It looks great. It does look great. It's, it's got it's got weird fake Batman fighting Blade and fucking God, it's like Thor in a bar fight. It's just crazy. 
like a bar fight. It's not exactly a bar fight. It's got a, a bar fight feel to their their superhero battle. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I had a really good time. Yeah. Uh, Double Buy is return number one with a motion reader of three. Next book. Next book. Next up. We're going to switch over to DC for another another couple number ones. Our first book of DC is Checkmate number one. Written by Brian Michael Bendis. Art by Alex Maleev. Colors David Stewart. Letters Josh Reed. Okay, Eric, I, want you, I have some questions for you. I'm not sure I'm qualified to answer any questions on this book, <laughs> I, but okay. go right ahead. That's okay. So the, I'm, I'm just going to – I think some of, the, some of these questions you're definitely qualified to answer as a, a, a well-read comic book reader. Yes, an, an aficionado. Art, and an artist yourself. This and in some of these, you're just you're human. You can confirm some of these things for me. This is checkmate. It says on the cover number one, correct? I I do believe I remember that number. Okay, it says we, number we talked one about how the the logo has a little horsey in it. The logo does have a little horsey in it because of chess. Um, mm-hmm. Now, this is maybe a controversial question. As a comic book reader, if I am picking up a number one, should I? have to have any kind of knowledge going into the comic about what's what's any of the characters etc well i we've we we have had this discussion uh, a couple of times the old adage that every issue is someone's first i think in 2021 it still applies and i think a strong comic book writer should be thinking about how can i introduce new readers uh, considering this is a medium where people buy things month to month, how do I introduce new readers who picked up this one and not the ones before? So, yes. Okay. Enough context should be there for you know what you're getting into inside the book. Now, this is the question that I, you, I don't know if you can answer, Eric. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happens in this comic book? They say Leviathan 300 times and then it ends. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. There's some movie or some something or another um, where they added into the plot. Like they started faking uh, a uh, they started faking a um, a conspiracy and they were saying we have to we have to do something about Leviathan. And it was because they were being watched and they just picked the word Leviathan because it sounded scary. I can't remember what movie or what TV show or whatever it was, but they basically did that to to whoever was spying on them went down this red herring and they ended up fucking themselves in the end because they were trying to figure out what Leviathan was. And that's all I can think of when (laughs) I see this and, and, and all the previous other horse shit we've read with Leviathan DC Garbo. All I can think of is it's just, it's just a red herring to lure me away from good comics. So this book starts off the first page. It says big red letters two years ago. We have three pages comic book. And then a new, uh, the, 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 the fourth page says weeks ago. And then we get one, two, three, four, a credits page. And then a new page, another page that says today. So years ago, t- weeks ago, today. And then 
weeks ago, now, Daily Planet, in the middle of a page, mm-hmm. and then a shot of some mysterious sniper about to shoot Lois Lane. I I don't know when things are happening. I don't know why things are happening. I know that there's the, the Talia. I know, like, I know who these people are. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know who Green Arrow is. I know who Lois Lane is. I know who the question is. I mean, the the the, the skull head man looks real cool. I'll give him that. Um, I don't know what like is like. I don't know what checkmate is. I know they're against Leviathan, but I don't know what Leviathan is. Yeah, like if I okay, if I had read all the other spy espionage stuff that Bendis has written for DC, maybe I'm assuming that's all established in those books. Why isn't this just the next one of those in that book? Then why am I reading a new number one that doesn't esta- doesn't give me any clues about what's happening, why it's happening, why is Robin and Talia go floating, and and why is okay? Like it just there's sure a lot of talking and not a lot of being said. Yep, there's a lot of there's a lot of me not giving a shit too. And like at the end of this, I just burst into laughter because I. Like I'm, I just read this. I'm like, I. <laughs> you're, you're like the you're like the comedian. You 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 you're the only one that gets the joke. I, I it feels like it feels like a joke comic book. <laughs> it doesn't. My favorite my favorite part of this book is the ad that Paulina Ganchild drew at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Look, I mean, Malib's art is is fine it's it look it looks it looks nice yeah no no shade there no i but no i shade there i like i i don't know it's <laughs> it's that bendis of, that one guy looks like david bowie he does does absolutely look like david bowie um i don't believe M- has been he is he's not shy of modeling people after celebrities once in a while um i you know, it this I don't I have no idea. I can't I do not buy this comic book unless you just like like being confused. I maybe if you read you like pain. If you like if you've read all those other espionage books, maybe this is explicitly for you and they just don't they just want to trick the people who haven't read all that stuff. Because there this is no there's no onboarding in this, there's no gentle, there's like a little like blurb in here about like who these people are, but I have no oh. like I, there's like three, four paragraphs on the credits page about like here's what the these things are, and you're like, okay, that doesn't answer any of my questions. Like, what do they want? <laughs> I like literally, what do they want? What do the people in your comic book want? It's like the, the they want to they want to waste my time. That's yes, I'm a do not buy on checkmate number one if it is not clear. It's it's it's. I don't want it. No, 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 no. no. Double do not buy checkmate. Number one. Lastly, our last book of the week, infinite frontier. Number one, written by Joshua Williamson, illustrated by Zermanico, who have never uh, seen that, seen that name before. They've seen this artist before, but that's a great name. X's make everything. That's a a super villain. X's make everything cool. I think that's established. Um, Just like extortion. Yep. Colors, Romulo Fajardo Jr. And letters, Tom Napolitano. Romulo Farhado Jr. and Zermanico. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a fucking art team. I mean, the book the book looks great. 
I no complaints about how this book looks. Um, they sound they sound like they're gonna seduce you and then rob banks with super science. And Skullman appears in this book too. I'm it's old Scully Bones is his name, but um, no, he's Scully now. Yeah, I mean, might as well be. But this is it's pretty... like it's like I mean, eyeball guy. Yes, I know it's impossible. Ju- that's. We can just we have the we have been I, podcasting hey, long enough. We have the clout to rename any any superhero. I believe you mean the orb. No, it's it's eyeball guy. You're you, don't even pretend you're not with me on this. Um, this is not as bad as checkmate, but it definitely had me going like, I what's happening? <laughs> it's an ex, it's an exhausting read. Uh, like, it is an exhausting read. It's not. It is. It's definitely not bad. And no, I, I I am um, intrigued by bits of it, and I roll my eyes at bits of it. Also, you can't say psycho pirate and have me not roll my eyes at you. Like, don't don't let that be something that you're building up to. Psycho pirate. Psycho pirate. That yeah. is like a name that a toddler came up with. I mean, it was like written in, I think Psycho Pirate was first in the 60s, so. Uh, yeah, so he, he's he's dumb and left over, but he might as well be like super meanie. You know, it's the it's a really dumb name. I'm, I'm finding out his, uh, his first appearance is 1960. Oh, wait, first appearance is 1944, actually. Fuck. So... All-Star Comics, oh. number 23. Oh, he's an old boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a psycho pirate. He is. It, this is, I, I don't know, DC has picked, painted this as, like, a way forward for the future of DC Comics. And it was yeah. this originally was supposed to be, like, the 5G book. With like It would be, like, a new, like, not proper rebirth, not a reboot or, re- like, you know, whatever you want to call it. But... It's another one of those, but it's a soft one, and it's basically just like, oh, the multiverse is here, sorta yeah. here. Like, I mean, I'm fine with it as long as I don't have to look at uh, Death Metal Joker ever again in my entire life. I don't want to see the. You like, mean the, the the Batman who laughs? Yeah, the Laugh Man who bats. Yeah, the Laugh Man who bats. I know as long as I never have to see him again, I am fine. Uh, you know, President Superman's in this. I like him. Uh, it's pretty good. I I think this book has made me like Arsenal more than any other book he's ever appeared in. Um, is Arsenal White Lantern now? I don't know for sure. Um, this is a different. I, I again, this is like oh, there's a bunch of Earths and now Flash is jumping around and I don't know what. Again, it's really intriguing and it looks very beautiful. But then I at the end of the day, I'm like, what does everyone want? Can I get, I just want, what are these characters doing? What are they, what are they trying to get? And it feels sometimes like the people just forget to, the writers just forget to include that stuff. I'm like, like, okay, Flash is jumping around the multiverse. Why? Like he's reporting back to people, but why? Is it just because of everything's new again because of the way the death metal ended? Which, okay. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm supposed to know things that I just don't know. And when this book feels like it's a, it's a less serious case of the art of the, of the checkmate book where it's like, this is what people complain about when they want to go jump into comic books. 
what the, that everyone writes like Grant Morrison. And then you read, this is a number one, and it's a big book. It's an important book mm-hmm. for DC, and it is impenetrable. Like, when we were talking about, like, when you talk about, like, why people gravitate to Red Sun or or Marvel 1602 or something like that, mm-hmm. easy idea. You just hand them this, and then you go, here, this is all the Marvel heroes if it was the 1600s. Here, this is, this is uh, Superman if he landed in Russia. It's a little story. Here, you just take it and you read it. Do you know what that reminds me of? What? Uh, the way every other fucking book on Earth is written. <laughs> Are you a buy on this, Eric? Um, five, five, number Ooh, five, full mush. Yeah, uh, full on mush, right in the mush. Wish I could do a Taz impression, right in the mush. Mm. You good hook? What Taz? Yes, you're not a hooker, are you? I have I have nothing against Hook. He's got a giant head. There's a there's a weird fandom building up around Hook, and they just make someone literally posted on the Squared Circle subreddit. Like they mentioned Taz. They mentioned they called him Hook's dad, Taz. They don't call him. <laughs> and it's just like you know people are just like this post post ironic view of fandom of of uh of hook and when you go hooks, I, li- I, I, hook, I like that hooks dad, i like tans. that i i think i i'm with you full mush yeah full mush on yeah. this book um it has potential and maybe it will come out in the wash when like after six issues you go okay i understand what's happening i get it I, this is not as impenetrable as the like. It actually has things happening. I'll say that over checkmate. Checkmate. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything happened in that comic book. Um, it definitely has big, interesting plot points happening. I'll tell you a thing I really do like about this is how you have the discussion about how it's it's basically an o- not not even an open secret. It's just like open knowledge that multiverses exist. Common people know about it. There are like skeptics. There's people terrified of it. I think that's really interesting science fiction, and I dig it for that. Um, yeah, and I think that's where this book is, where it wins you over. Is yeah. like it has yes. some those of things are that yeah, those things make it stronger. Those those little details about that ground you mm-hmm. in this world and do much more than having someone stare at some science fiction thing and like write have 50 words talking about it you instead have some people sitting in a diner going one uh, oh this guy's like yeah there's absolutely multiverse blah 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 and this one's like i don't believe you at all blah 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 you know just having mm-hmm. that little touch of realism of real people in your comic book it does a lot um the, the, you got the flat universers say that there's no there's no multiverse i mean i have no i like for a while there wasn't a multiverse so i or there was only 52 multi like there's they've just changed it around so much so i don't know what the this is what this I mean, is establishing i guess comics are batshit crazy yeah i don't know where dc tries to Ex- except when it's a batman comic and then it's double batshit crazy Ooh, double batman shit crazy double batman shit crazy uh, that'll do it for floppies this week. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show where Eric and I talk about what we've been up to the past couple weeks. Um, Eric, what's up? 
What's going on? Well, we just had. I'll only check in with one, one thing because you have an announcement to make. Uh, but we had our huge event, and I wanted to tell you about it a little bit. Ooh, uh, tell me about it. Yeah, we had. I mean, it was. Uh, it was this month. Uh, this will come out still within June. Mm-hmm. It is was Pride Month. Is slash was. Um, I don't. I'm not just forgetting how to speak. But yes, uh, we had we had our our huge event, Pride of the Village. Um, the gallery coordinator here, John Gascott, basically was upset there were not enough Pride events being you know happening, and he was involved with various people that were trying to do this and that in the community, and he he just I don't know he. He's like, well, I, I have this space. I have the ability to do these things. And he just started putting it together, and it got to be huge. There were about 100 people doing vending. Uh, we had like an all-day schedule of performers and music and events and things, uh, all kinds of food trucks here. It was nuts. It, it covered like several blocks of the city, and a couple thousand people came out. It was it was pretty damn rad, you know? Um, and it's cool that we did it. Like they, they even like, we had various dignitaries come out, uh, and, and, you know, give speeches and things like that. Like Charlie Chris, I think I might've mentioned to you, mm-hmm. uh, came out and made a speech. He was probably the biggest name. I do not know the other folks, but there was one that I wish I could name drop her right now because her speech was incredible. Um, I, I think I will probably find out who she is later and follow her career because I was very impressed with her speech. She did. She, she is apparently from this region, but she did call it Pinellas County, which blew my fucking mind. <laughs> it's Pinellas. We're in Pinellas Park. She said Pinellas. And I'm Pinellas. Like, I guess that's just how you talk, honey. That's fine. I'm, I'm here for you. Um, her speech was excellent. She's a fucking amazing speaker. Um, yeah, it was, it was really epic. Um, and I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I hooked a raspberry pie up to a CRT and let kids play it. <laughs> Video it was, games. It was pretty good. Video games will do anything. That's all you gotta do. It's, it's true. Sega does what Nintendo don't. Ooh, take that, Mario. It's true. He's a, he's a real son of a bitch. A real sucker. Don't say that about Mario, not my Mario. Are you kidding? Uh, like, I, I, no one loves Mario more than this guy. What about? No, no one. What about Peach? Hmm? What about Peach? Peach is, Peach is asexual. They're just friends. What about Luigi? This is, this, this is, you know, Luigi, he loves them, but he's got a little bit of bitterness. Okay, here. Okay, here's the, I'm saving the best for last. Bowser. Mm-hmm. Bowser loves Mario more than anyone. They probably have a very kinky relationship, but maybe. I'm going to... I'm Maybe. Like, that... You don't declare someone your mortal enemy unless something... This is a Batman-Joker scenario. Yeah, you know, they're going to do this forever. <laughs> the Italian plumber and the... And the, 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 <laughs> the, the turtle di- dragon. <laughs> the dinosaur monster. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Turtle dragon. Everything's a turtle. I guess it's fair. are turtles. Can you... Okay, Eric. Well, well I have you on the air. You've been playing. Oh. Mm. You've been playing uh, Super Mario on your Twitch streams. 
You've been speed running. I have I have been speed running. Yes. Yes. And why do the Koopas look like they're wearing Mario costumes? That is after you beat Special World. Uh, in in Super Mario World, after you beat Special World, um, there are various points in the map. You can warp to Star World. When you get all the secret exits in Star World, you can go to Special World. And when you beat Special World, it redoes it does like a tile swap in the game, and it's like it goes from like summer or spring to fall. And the Koopas are in their Halloween costumes. Oh, and they're dressed up like Mario. God, okay. I was so I've been like watching you. Piranha, and I'm like, the, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, the piranha plants turn into pumpkins and. Oh, okay, got it. I didn't really. I, I go ahead. I I didn't really think about everything else because I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, oh, there's pumpkins. I'm like, I didn't really think about that. I'm like, why are they look yeah. like Mario? It is really unnerving, and honestly, I think they're kind of ugly. Um, I, th- like the bullet bills turn into the birds from Super Mario Two, the ones that ride the carpets, the like the the raven black bird things. Um. There's a couple of other characters that get changed out, but most of them don't change. Most of them do not change. Um, Everything, every character in Super Mario 2 gives me nightmares. Like, they're all horrific to me. That's so strange. They look, even I just... Fry, even Fry Guy? All of them. Any, all of them. I look at them and I go, it just makes me, like, feel, makes me feel unsettled. Like, they don't... Like, I know that it's a different game, technically. In Japan, it was mm. a completely different series. They reskinned for well, it's America. It's part of the canon now. I realize, but it still feels weird to me. I, I, is it like the yellow fire hydrants in Shelbyville? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. You got, you nailed it. <laughs> I can solve all your problems with the Simpsons reference. Simpsons reference, like, yes, that makes sense. You're like, <laughs> you're You're speaking my language. There you go. The only one that gives me pause is Wart. I don't like him. <laughs> give me, give me Bowser. Or give me nothing. That's fair. I think that's fair. I, th- I think I, Wart Wart's worse than King K. Rule. Ooh, I I like King K. Rule actually. I, I, I do too. He's exceptional. I think I, I think he's not even Wart. Isn't even he's not even Balto meal version of Bowser. He's he's great value brand King K rule. Oof! Wow. Okay. I mean, I agree with you, but hey, man, I say how it is. I okay? fa- fair enough. Fair enough. I'm a fucking I'm a fucking Mario scholar. Okay. <laughs> you have all the answers. I'm watching. I'm I'm watching fucking speed runners in Japanese. I'm I'm I've got a problem. <laughs> you've you've you're 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 at the the highest echelon. There's no I think the speedrunners are, but I, I, I'm, I am the well. Let's say the good speedrunners. I'm like a, I'm like a fucking C tier speedrunner. If you're looking at the actual times listed, C or D tier. Um, if you're looking at the speedrun.com times, uh, for my category, I'm not. I'm I'm good at Mario for a normal person. I. I cannot do the crazy shit these guys can do, but maybe one day I will. I got you talking about Mario. It's not hard. It's not hard. Hey, hey Eric. 
Hey, what's up, bud? I've got a book coming out. That's really cool. Why don't you tell me all about it? Uh, it is my eighth novel. It is called. That's a lot of. That's a lot of novels. It is. Congratulations. It's a, it's a fair few, as you would that's say. A, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, In three years, two years. This yes, this is my third year publishing. This will be my eighth novel. Uh, it's called. Congratulations. It's called Death Rattle. Uh, has no babies. There's no babies. I I was going to make that joke again. I know. That's why I cut you, you off. Cut I, me off at the path. I did. Um, I hate that cliche. I, uh, it is <laughs> uh, It is my, I think, my favoritest book I've written so far. It is, the blender pitch is uh, Walking Tall Meets Lost Boys. It is a grizzled Texas redneck. Defending his small dying town from capitalist vampires, escaping the vampire's castle. That's a that's a, a socialist essay about capitalism that I keep meaning to to read all. <laughs> all, uh, uh, Mags Visaggio uh, just liked my my picture uh, where I had my face painted at Pride. That's good. That is all. Um. Death Rattle is it's a it's a fun book. It is available for pre-order now on Amazon or wherever you buy your book your books in print digitally. It's only available on Amazon. I will have a link in the show notes for you to purchase or pre-order such book. Pre-orders really do help, and I really do appreciate everyone who does pre-order them. Um, it is again my I I really like this book. Uh, I hate all my other books. This one I like. Um, you should go read it when it comes out in. A month, July twenty sixth. That's great. It is. Um, you know, a thing that I kind of want to do. What is that? Um, I wonder if this is terrible content or not. <laughs> I think it might be. Okay, good. But I kind of want to read at maybe a chapter or two, like one night on on Twitch of your new book. I kind of want to do that. Would you be Would you be game for that? Uh, sure. If you want to, I mean, that's fine. I that's think fine it with could me. be okay. I don't know. Like it's, it's like a free audio book. There are people who there are there are there are, there are self published authors who do read their books and publish them in audio book mm. audio book form on YouTube. Yeah. Um, which I I have th- considered doing, but then I would also consider how much work it's going to be, and I don't have time for it. So. Mm, well, I think it. if you if you wanted to come on a stream sometime, I maybe uh, maybe we could chat for a bit, and then I might read a couple of chapters. I mean, um, you tell me when, good sir. I watch your streams anyway, so <laughs> yeah, I know, I and I appreciate that. Sometimes it's real rough because uh, it's that's the hard thing about live stuff is you have to do it right then. <laughs> and I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate on those nights when there aren't a lot of people in chat, you fucking being there and chatting with me. Same thing with like my friend Hank who lives in the fucking Netherlands and it'll be like 2 AM and he's fucking talking to me about dumb bullshit on Twitch. So I, I don't know. It's, it's real uneven. You know, you, you, you can stream consistently and you'll have a shit crowd one night, a great one the next. It's it's bizarre. It's hard work. It is difficult. Um, I'm feeling a lot more even and better, you know. But I it was a thing. I wanted to, I wanted to pitch the idea to you. I think it would be fun. 
Um, I, well, again, Death Rattle, July 26th. Go pre-order it. I'm going to plug it again when it's out. Uh, for sure. Uh, you won't, don't worry. You won't forget uh, if you listen to this podcast. Uh, I do have a video game I can briefly talk about, Eric. Tell me about video games. It's called Grindstone. Uh, it, can I can I can I, do I can I sing it like Rob Halford? If you want to, I won't stop Grindstone. Man, Judas Priest is coming to Austin. I really considered buying a ticket, but they're very expensive. Um, like like a couple hundred dollars or like what? Yeah, I mean, depends. Where, like if I want to, if I don't mind sitting like a mile away, it's a couple mm -hmm. hundred dollars. Oh fuck, really? Yeah, I gotta say, like I the last time I saw them, it was like maybe forty bucks. Oh no, 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 for grass <laughs> seats. This, this was like a fucking Ozfest. There's no a million years ago. There's no forty dollars tickets available anywhere. I would. Well, I mean, that's. Easy. I mean, there's, here's the thing about here's the thing that they're doing it for the money. Yes, I realize. Like Rob Rob Halford needs to. I, I mean, I don't know. He's got a he's got a lot of young lovers he needs to pay for. He's got to get more chaps. It's just that's what he calls them, his chaps. Uh, see. see, I legit that was that was an accident. I legitimately thought you meant that. <laughs> You're talking about like buttless chaps. Well, all chaps are assless, Eric. I mean, so that's uh, that, I guess that's a truism. Mm -hmm. um, Grindstone is just came out on PC on the Epic Store, uh, maybe like a week or two ago. It has been out for on the Switch and on apple arcade for at least a year um i got it on p i already have it on the switch and i bought it again on pc um it is a it's a sort of like a match three game it's sort of like that like a candy crush-esque style game except you're not stopping at three you are you you play as like a uh like a barbarian who looks kind of like the art style is very like regular show it looks like that in a like mm. or head lopper. It looks like a mix of those two things because it's like regular show, but it's also incredibly gory. Um, but you are basically in like a field of uh, what like in Candy Crush, you have a field of like candies. In this game, you have a field of enemies that are different colors and you are a barbarian and you're dropped in the middle of them and you have to carve a path matching colors. So you want to get like as many red enemies all at once and you, you build up a number and you, the bigger the number is, the better. If you get over 10, a big uh, gemstone drops that allows you to change colors midstream, which obviously lets you get bigger combos and so on and so forth. There are special items which allow you to, to manipulate the field of enemies there are big enemies that require you to build up a streak before you get to them. And there's the same rules apply to magic chests and boulders and all kinds of stuff that you have to destroy. Um, each level you have to, to get through the level, you have to kill a certain number of enemies first. But every single level also has uh, certain bosses that pop up at the, at the same times, roughly. And then you have to get them if you want to, you know, 100% the level and allows you to build. You go back to a little bar that lets you re regen your health and buy new items and stuff like that. But it's sort of a puzzle game. Um, the the levels themselves, obviously, are what enemies drop are relatively random. I'm sure there is like a, a set parameters they have there, but I have not been able to puzzle them out if they have them. Uh, but it is... 
it's a very good the the soundtrack's great it's very colorful it's very easy to pick up put down you can play one game for five minutes or you can play for two hours um it's like i think 20 bucks on the epic store it's absolutely where i bought it twice so i obviously really like it but it's absolutely it's a great if you have an apple device it's worth getting apple arcade for probably or you have a switch it's probably just as good if you want to play it on your switch it works really well for that too um there's no wrong way to play grindstone i really like it grindstone um you ready to talk about rama i'm always ready for ranma always ready for rama always ready one half (laughs) uh we can move on to our final segment it's time for nobody book club Nearby Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I sign a longer collective work and discuss it in depth like you would a book in a book club, except it is a comic book. Today we are discussing Rama One Half Volumes One through Six by Rumiko Takahashi. Um I here, Eric, you please n- regale me. You I knew nothing about Rama One Half. Literally mm-hmm. nothing. I knew nothing about you didn't it. I didn't even know why it was called that. I did not know why it was called Rama One Half. I knew it was a very you know, famous. It's very, very important in yes. the canon of certainly older manga and anime. Um, I knew that. Yes. Um, I knew there and, were video games based on it. Yeah. Bad ones. They're not great games. Yeah, bad um, games. Uh, that's fine. Most, most, most games from that era were we're kind of bad. Most games are kind of bad. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, but Rumiko Takahashi is, I think, uh, uh, an incredible creator whose importance cannot be overstated. She's She is on the Mount Rushmore of mangaka easily, you know, mm-hmm. got to be incredible, important creator. But. I, if that's, not for Ranma, for um, Inuyasha, Inuyasha, yeah. Which I've, which I, I, I don't know if I care for. Maybe we need to read some. I've watched some Inuyasha back in the day. Um, I have, I have aggressively avoided watching it. I liked it well enough. I think it was a fine show for what I didn't really. It seems like it's okay, but I was, it was I was in college. An, I, was I think anime like, was going in a direction that I did not want to go into then. <laughs> Um, so I knew nothing about Rama before reading this, and I was like, uh, and immediately within the first, I'm like, oh, Rama one half. <laughs> yes, I get it. <laughs> he's half boy, half girl. Yep. Um, how would he's you just... like? The, he's like the perfectly average person on planet Earth that has one boob and one one testicle. How would you? How, I was going to ask you this, Eric. How would you describe this book to someone? <laughs> I I basically like I I have the fucking like the the viz material on the back of these books memorized, where they called it a martial arts sex comedy. <laughs> um, where it is, I mean, and it, 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 it's it's so interesting because it does, especially kind of looking back, it does have this very sort of feminine point of view because all of her her stories kind of do um like in a lot of ways akane is kind of the main character you know when ranma's kind of not in the way and making himself the the focus of everything 
um, how would I describe it? I mean, it is. Would Would do you a, think? Do you think a martial arts sex comedy is that is that apt? I think that's just how they were branding it. I don't like a sex comedy is like I don't know Porky's. Yeah, this is Revenge not, of the Nerd. This is not that which. This, I mean, I don't know. There's a little bit of that energy in here. I can see why they would they would try and package it that way for stupid '90s audiences who are like don't know what the fuck manga is at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and to be fair, like I think even even in Japan, that was a selling point that it had cute girls and boobies in it. And I, I, I mean, I guarantee you that that it's in there because Tak uh, Takahashi likes drawing cute girls and boobies you know like there's some shame shameless stuff in here that does not need to be in there and it's just like well i mean all the, the she's just gonna be naked here and here she's naked again and all of her clothes are gonna get torn off and we i'm drawing titties this is so good um <laughs> so much is that it, what you said what oh that's what that's what i say when i draw yes okay i didn't know like i, I, I learned i learned it from watching mom and by mom i mean rumiko takahashi understood Got i it. drew a lot of i drew a lot of radmas when i was a young person um i fucking I, superlative illustrator too by the way i mean uh, like i yeah. i i think like that also cannot be understated you're asking me a question you just you you have so many thoughts, Eric. They're just spilling out of you in quick succession. I, it's just like a fountain. I was go- I, I was just going to agree with you. I'm like, yes, this is a very beautiful comic, very beautiful she's a, manga. She's a, yeah, she's superlative, and I I do occasionally like I'll go back and kind of revisit kind of the way she arranges a a page and puts objects behind characters and things like that and. I, 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 there. You can definitely see that influence in this the art that I make, uh, because I think about these books a lot, and it's. I mean, it was an, for me. It was an absolute pleasure to go back and read these. What was what was your experience uh, I mean, reading through it? I think it's it's just it's just fun. I think that's ultimately yeah. like what I come away with it is. It's yes. just it feels like at first it is a little. I, I don't know. It's not a little bit, I think awkward probably is the closest where I can come to it when you're just like, oh, it's mm-hmm. like a 16 year old's tits just hanging out. You're like, okay, again and again and again. You, well, you ca- yeah, you can't really think about that too much. No, um, I I mean, I understood. And it, like, is, it is, it is certainly, certainly in like the uh, 80s, certainly in the 80s. Mm-hmm. This was, like, 80, and I think 80. even now, like, like that's. Like I don't know, that's age of consent. Like it's whatever. They're fictional characters. It doesn't hurt anyone. I like like whatever. I I I personally don't care about that that much. It's easy enough for me to to, to not think about it. Well, it's also I I think that it's at I I mean that and that's kind of at first blanche like that's when i'm like i just i don't know what this is i'm just reading it mm-hmm. and you're like oh okay there's it's it's that kind of that's what you're gonna get and you're like okay and you don't know i i don't know what the rest of this book's gonna entail so i'm just like okay mm-hmm. i'll keep reading and it it turns out like it's it never goes beyond that it's never mm-hmm. more than like very like it's not porkies it's no. not Revenge of the Nerds it is well i mean col- I, I think after i i pulled a berserk on you 
yes you're probably cautious from now on out and i you you have made me reconsider a lot of my thoughts on on uh on a lot of that i still hold it in a pretty high place in my heart but i definitely don't really think too much about kentara mira as a writer anymore i mean um, it's, it, i mean it's again i it's i cannot overstate how you it's incredibly difficult for anybody mm-hmm. to separate how how you know they're they're what year they live in where how they are raised mm-hmm. and that is that becomes a part of your your critical yes. eye and uh, no it's trying it's to separate true. those things it, you all you can do is say this is how and why view it this way and it's not necessarily right or wrong um I think this I, is... I have a I have a I have a metaphor for you for oh. what Ranma is. What is that? I think this is going to pop you. Okay. This is let's say Drunken Master plus Archie. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like it. Uh, it's, yeah, it, it is. It is. Uh, there is like if you if you like, I, and I think some of that nudity stuff is just like cultural stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, there was to think about how many little boy dicks there were in the original Dragon Ball. Yeah, and it, I think that if you take if you took that away, this is very innocent. Yeah, like, and I think I that's mean, I, it, it. It it as a you know with a Western eye, with an American mm-hmm. eye, you are you, especially in the U.S. We are so uh, like we're terrified of of sexuality. Yeah, any any year. nudity, any sex, it's like <gasps> oh yes. gasp, but yeah. It's really this book is honestly pretty innocent and it is mm-hmm. mostly like it's romantic it's like teenage romantic comedy miscommunication mm-hmm. it's it's I mean how we go back to Shakespeare that's like that's it's a Shakespeare comedy in some ways yeah. like it's just like yeah. like uh you have like the cl- lots of oh no he's a girl now and so the 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 dude who doesn't know that it's that it's Rama, you know, like there's that stuff all the time with lots of miscommunication and people not understanding that it's the same person or, you know, and it, it, and it, it, I like it's, it is that martial arts romantic comedy. It is, it is drunken master and Archie. It is mm-hmm. high school drama. It is mixed in with, you know, people getting sliced by ribbons. Yeah. There's a lot of ribbon slicing in this. I, I it's a weird thing that Ryoga in and of himself also has ribbon attacks. I love Ryoga. Like I always have loved Ryoga. Okay. He's just wonderful. You you don't you didn't walk away knowing any of the uh any of the characters in this. This was this was um this is where I started learning Japanese because I was memorizing all of these very difficult names. I mean, I I know you know Akane and Ramba, and then everything else is mm-hmm. like I describe them, and you go, so you oh, it's that you guy. You don't know, you don't know Genma Saotome. Not all. I can't stuff. remember. I can't remember what what uh, uh, Papa Tendo's first name is. Can't think of it. Genma is Tendo. Genma is Panda Man. Panda Dad. Yes. Yes. Gen, okay. Genma uh, Saotome Genma is, uh, is 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 the panda. He's Spring of Drowned Panda. He's you. Yes. And I think that's the... I mean, that's where you're like, it doesn't ever rest on its laurels. I think where it, it understands, she understands that there's a lot of the the kind of the the depths of this and how far and how many new gimmicks you can just introduce 
every single mm-hmm. arc and it, none of them really outlive never none of them outstay their welcome they're you're instantly like okay that's enough of this and then we move on to a different arc with it we introduce this other character we don't forget about the old people but now they're part of the crew you know they're they've, yes. they've joined the team even if they are like you know yeah. rivals or whatever you still you're you're they're still around and you're like and you build up this cast and they do a good job of like multiple stories with Ryoga and and shampoo and i mean they're both like i think of the of the extended cast like the ones that are con- consistently the most interesting certainly shampoo like i i read these and i'm just like i'm so fucking in love with this character she's just such a fucking delight I, I I just adore her so much. By by people too, more women than than men in this comic by far. Yes, yeah, by far. And I think that's a big part of um, the the fact that it was drawn by a woman, even though it is it is kind of a boy story. It's was and in like, it w- in it w- some ways kind of not. What were you saying? I was going to say it is was in. Uh... Weekly shown in weekly weekly shown in Sunday. Was it? Was it? Uh, well, it's not necessarily. I guess it is shown in. Yeah. I don't know. She probably was writing for a boy's audience, but I think that there's enough of Akane's perspective. It's almost like certainly, certainly when you talk about early in the story, mm-hmm. Akane was a co-main character, and she's important throughout it, but. I think it maybe it's just the pressures of the boys market or whatever um, that it stopped being very uh, as female centric as it is, you know, like um, I don't know this. This website is labeling it as a harem anime, which is not necessarily wrong. It's kind of one of the originators of that trope, but it's I mean, I don't know. I, I hate other ones. I like this one i just i love i love all the i love all the characters in this like they're so fucking good and like i like the fucking names that one dude's name is mikado sanzanine like that's such a fucking baller name oh my god like i and it just like describes what a pompous shitbag he is too it's so fucking good i just i i i i could not adore this more it's just it's it's titties and fighting and silliness and stupidest and just fun ideas on every single fucking page. I just I just I, I, I just love it so much. Uh, and I think most people just kind of don't get it or get why it's great. I mean, I think that it has that, you know, I think you can call it a shonen book, but I feel like there's books like this push that boundary of what mm. a shonen book is and, and allows, you know, I, I don't, I, again, I don't know I, of, of the people I know of the people I follow, they don't necessarily stick to, Oh, I only read shonen, you know, or I, you know, they don't, when I, yeah. When people I know talk about new manga, they, it's the major category. Yeah. They just say it is this type of book. Would I read it? Or, or, you know, they, they will, say why they like this genre or not or this genre but they don't seem to have a and when you say it is the major genre and this is in 1988 when it comes out is it just like well i know this will sell 
and I can add in. I have martial. There's martial arts stuff in it, and it's all great. The action's great, but it also has that that romantic comedy stuff in it. But it also has like literal, like actual emotional beats. It is not yeah. just all fluff. This is. I think that's the difference. You know, when we've just read Doctor Slump and this, I never came away from Doctor Slump like caring about mm. the the arcs. I'm like, it's it was right. it's excuse for the- gags. There's very little emotional content really in uh, really in, I mean, most of the early Akira stuff. It probably took him until, I don't know, maybe even the Saiyan arc uh, for there to be like real emotional content in there. But Takahashi is always just the characters are very emotional and feel a lot of things and they're very dramatic, like fucking like Kuno. Kuno is the most dramatic person that's ever lived. And I love him so much. He's such a doofus. He's hilarious as a character. Tate Waki Kuno. I think, you know who I mean? I isn't that the, no, I don't think I, I think I'm upper class than Kuno. Okay. Oh yes. Yeah. That guy. Okay. Yes. I was thinking such I, a doofus and well, it's great. I was thinking of him and then the weird uh camera camera kid. Hikaru Gosenkugi, who I have made references to on this podcast. I uh I, mean, I, I love his weird ass. In a segue into the cat the cat foo, baby. <laughs> the cat foo. Cat foo, baby. It's so stupid. But all of the like, there are a lot of gags in this, a lot of fun and comedy. Yeah, but it also it spins, always spins back around to this, the 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 feelings of, of largely of Akane and uh, of Rama, and it grounds it, it grounds it. So in this, it grounds the story, and you, it reminds you, you know, even throughout all the comedy and all the hijinks, you're still like, oh, but I do care about them. Um, it is that very classic will they won't they kind of relationship mm-hmm. where the where they are forced oh yeah you're betrothed and neither of them like each other but they secretly do like each other the, do you know the i mean i i know you know it because i've brought it up before but do you remember the word sundere yes i know the word sundere the, uh, the thing that i realize is ranma and akane are both sundere <laughs> Um, it's, it's usually, it's one character or another. Usually it's like, here's the boy and his girl love interest. Oh, she pretends like she hates you and she's really mean to you, but really she just wants the D. Um, no, it, it's, they're, they're, they're both horny for it. Uh, yeah, that, and that's the, 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 like the, the charm. I think it's probably also my biggest critique it's probably my only critique from what i've read i i I, and it probably wouldn't even stop me from reading the rest of it but that will they won't they story i i i don't know if everyone has this but Mm -hmm. i i i think i I know that i got hooked on the, the the i don't know if you've ever watched the tv show bones eric I I am familiar with it. Most I had an ex that when we lived together, she watched every episode. Yeah, and, and I I watched a lot of Bones for a while, and there is a the, the I think as a like very relatively formulaic show, Bones works pretty well. It was pretty well written, 
but mm. the hook of that was the will they won't they relationship and you, after you watch like a hundred episodes of that show you kind of realize oh they're toying with you <laughs> this yes. is they are just bait it's just a hook and they just they're just they're just like pulling no way baiting yep exactly and i am it kind of just makes me like i it doesn't work as well and i don't know if it ever will again in a will they won't they kind of story because i'm just like i know that this is just bait for me to keep reading because it's just like oh they get close but then they get pulled away they get close and they pull away you know and how many times are they going to do that before they actually you know get together and then the problem a lot of the time with the will they won't they stories is once they actually get together this story is not as good anymore because there's that tension isn't there right there is a, a bit of formulaic monster of the week sort of thing in the stories that are told in this, you know, because it's like they're angry at each other or whatever is happening uh, at school or whatever. And then some hunky guy flirts with Akane or some girl uh, flirts with Ranma and only martial arts can save the day. <laughs> of course. Like that's, that is this book. Yeah. But, it is remixed in a lot of very clever and beautiful ways. I mean, like they fucking have a figure skating competition. They do. And the one girl is one of my favorite gags of all time. Certainly in this story where she's just like so stupid and ditzy that she, any cute thing she finds, she steals it and then gives it a name. And that is just the funniest thing. Like she steals Ryoga and names him Charlotte, you know, and there's just this whole arc where Ryoga has a fucking, uh, he's got a little heart choker on that says Charlotte on it. That's adorable. I fucking love this shit so much. Are you kidding? Like Ranma punches the guy 600 times and he faints standing up and then and then azaza draws all over him it's amazing <laughs> they fucking call him a sex pest it's incredible <laughs> <laughs> originated in 1988 yeah yeah come back and around sex pest i but i mean i i, 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 I think ahead. that i mean that is the charm i think that's when i say that's a criticism i think it's just a thing i'm aware of uh and i don't know it's not really the fault of the book um, it is a tried and true storytelling, uh, I don't know, call it shape that has been used and will be continued to be used for eternity. As long as there are stories, they will, there will always, as long as there is a romance, there will be a mm -hmm. will they, won't they aspect to certain stories. But I think it is how you twist the story. And like, I was certainly not expecting in the first six trades for there to be a figure skating arc. Mm -hmm. And then for the rank to be literally destroyed. Yes, isn't it awesome? It's so good. I love the goodbye world. I love the goodbye world. Well, you gotta have names for your... Oh, yeah. You absolutely have to. I mean, I don't know. It's a... F I think... Well, I come back around. It's fun. I think it... Yeah. It carries everything else where there is a... a an attitude of playfulness in in the entire in all of it even yeah. and even in the very like 
the more serious martial arts stuff where people are like spinning around razor blade uh, ribbons and umbrellas that weigh a ton, they are playful. It, it never, it never is. It never like, and I think that's important, especially in this book. The martial arts scenes are exciting and entertaining, but they're mm. never really heavy. The only right heavy stuff, and I hesitate to use the word heavy, it's not really that heavy, but the heavier dramatic beats are all reserved for emotional beats about feelings, about, you know, how Rama and Akane both have crushes on each other, and they don't want to admit it, and they don't know how to admit it, and they don't know how to access these feelings, and all the, you know, the bigger story beats and impactful stuff is saved for that, and it and it, it, it the, the story itself knows that you know it knows that how to balance that really well and that's not an easy thing to do and i think it comes off as effortless probably because takashi is so good but i don't want to i i think it's important to mention that like when we talk about the best artists you know daniel warren johnson immediately comes to mind it looks effortless Mm-hmm. This bouncing around and and managing tone and, and drawing incredible action scenes followed by really heavy emotional beats and managing to guide the reader easily and quickly and making the storytelling clear and doing all that stuff. And it seems so easy. And I read this book. And this book is a breeze to read. I will add. Yeah. Oh, it's um, wonderful that way. Yes. And it feels effortless. But the fact that it feels effortless is a is a credit to the talent of the artist it is a credit mm. to her that sh- that it feels that way you're just like oh wow i'm just reading this oh and you, you you you're gliding through the page and everything does what it's supposed to and you're like i don't know i i think it really hits home for me when we read comic books like checkmate which are written and drawn by very professional and veteran comic book creators and I have no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> and then I read this, and it's it, first it's in a it's translated from a different language with names that are all in all Japanese names, and you know a, a different set of cultural expectations, and full of wackiness and hijinks and romance, and it has lots of different tones it has to manage. I'm never confused. I enjoy it. It's funny. It's exciting. It's dramatic. It does all that stuff uh, really well. I still don't think I love it as much as you do because I don't think it's possible. No, it's pretty much not possible. <laughs> this is, this is, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I adore this woman. And really the more I reflect on these comics, the more I don't say how incredibly marvelous she is enough. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of why we're reading this is to the, I have, have been exposed to very little manga in my life. Um, I want to read more and more and more. Um, it's just, there's so many goddamn comic books. It's really hard. It's true. I just, I, I, there, I just, every day I'm like, oh, I want to watch that movie. I want to read that book. I want to read that comic book. I don't, I don't have time for any of that. <sighs> um, I just make myself do it for a podcast. Yeah. We can't, we can't just play Mario or read comics because we like them. We have to fucking make content. Yes. Very important. Um, go read Rama. Go read Rama one half. It's 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 great. 
It's it's a it's a great book. That's my my open and shut. It's just yeah, go read it. If you haven't read it, go read it. It's absolutely worth it. It doesn't it does not feel aged at all. I will also add. I think it kind of feels fresher now. I mean, that was like I I watched the first the first season of the anime by the way is fucking incredible. Like it it takes everything that's good about those first couple of books and even makes it better. Like it's even more nuanced and it's not a hundred percent beat for beat true to the manga. Like they write new scenes and new lines of dialogue and it's very fucking good. Like it's really outstanding anime that first season. Um I I couldn't say enough good about it. I Jesus Christ, I just love I just love this so fucking much. It's so delightful. That was Rama one half. Um, by Rumiko Takahashi. Rumik, Rum, I always Rumiko. Get good, scrub. I knew I knew Takahashi. I was like Rumiko. I didn't want to mispronounce the name. Um, next time in our book, book club, we'll be reading Die volumes one through three. I, Eric is somehow. I thought Eric. I thought you liked Die when we read the books, but I guess you're dreading. I think it's okay. okay. I think it's okay. Well, I'm. I'm very excited to read, uh, to catch up on it and to discuss it with you. Um, it also gives me excuse to, we can, we will, we'll break out the meta textual Kieran Gillen, uh, playbook mm-hmm. one more time. Can't wait. Yep. <laughs> That's next time on the show. Two weeks. Um, that'll do it. We are. The Hansel Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at HanselBoysComicsHour.com. It has links to everything there. Facebook, Twitter, RSS feed. Uh, if you like the show, please review us, subscribe to us, and rate us on all the podcast platforms, Whatever, however you have to do it. Take a few moments out of your day. We really appreciate everyone who does, everyone who listens. And uh, tell your friends. Any of your friends listen to, listen to podcasts? If they read comic books, they read manga. Hey, tell them. Send, send them our way. Listen to us. We'll, we'll give you a, a peck on the cheek, as long as you're vaccinated. Mm, I, I mean, I guess it doesn't really bother me anymore. I guess that's fair. I'll probably, I'm probably not going to get sick. No, the vac- vac- vaccine is very I'll efficient. I'll kiss all you unwashed whores. It's <laughs> Eric's official policy. Hey, man. Hey. Fair enough. Slutting ain't easy, okay? I understood. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy. I, I, I'll, 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 I'll refrain from my my uh, the Godfather references from the Attitude area era of the WWE. Um, eh, we we all know it's there. Smoke a fatty for that those that this pimp daddy. There you go. God Almighty. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, um, that's us on the internet. For me, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is RobbieDorman dot com. Uh, it has links to everything, including links to purchase my upcoming horror novel. I already mentioned it, Death Rattle. Uh, links of, they're on my website. Their links are in the show notes. Uh, you should go pre-order it. Reorders really help. Uh, pre-order it, read it, review it. All those early stuff really helps me out. Um, appreciate everyone who does. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? What a great, great, great question. You can see my portfolio at freewillunlimited.com. Uh, and... Many of the things I get up to online at ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my various social media, including Twitch, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. 
uh, where I'm known on all of these services as EZ Goodnight. And with that, folks, we'll call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll. Thank <music> you.